Yeah, yeah, Sedano and LZ. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to everyone. No LZ today, but Mama Momo's here. What's up, Momo? You guys, you got in early too. Like I was booked for this like a while in advance. So I've been prepping. I've been getting excited about it. And they tried to steal you from me. Yeah, they tried to steal me, but then we kind of sabotaged that because I said, well, I got something in the morning that I already moved from yesterday. And, you know, that you're going to mess with George's show. And they were like, oh, we don't want to mess with George's show. Yeah. Well, they know I'll argue and fight and then make Greg, uh, you know, make Greg's life miserable. Greg, was that really how this went down that you you realized, uh oh, if Momo's not on with George after I told him that he was going to be on with Momo, this would be not that anyone else would have been an issue. It's just the I plan the show according to the person that's going to be on with me. So, you know, that's how I work, Greg. So is that how this all went down? Yeah, the, the, as the least amount of things I can do to piss you off is the better for my world. So, yes, yeah, we keep yeah. it that way. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, <laughs> to be honest with you. And and I do. I do plan the shows according to who's sitting, uh, well, in theory, across from me. But you get the point. Like yeah. You know, when, when it's me and LZ, I do the show a certain way. When it's me and you, Momo, I'll do the yeah. show a certain way. And, you know, if it's me in, in cap, I'll do the show a certain way. So, it, it, you know, I try to cater to who's on with me, you know? Who, t- who talks more? Me or LZ? <laughs> Momo, you're going to win that every Yeah, it's probably time. you. It's probably I you. I believe you had to think about that. Yeah, it's pro- – no, it, I, you know, it just depends on what we're talking about because LZ could get going too. Yeah, LZ could get true. going too depending on the subject matter. He gets matter. on some long monologues. Yeah. Like he's like given an audition – a sermon. I, I, you know, it's Pastor Granderson, of course, yeah. is what we like to call him around here. Um, all right, so happy Thanksgiving Eve to everyone. Uh, Momo, Marcus Soul will be joining us. Now, Greg, do we know what the deal is with Gasol and McVeigh? Because they could either – they could probably be around the same time. So do we have any idea what we're we, doing there with that? We do not know the exact timing for McVeigh, so we worked it out, and Gasol will be at 6. Okay, so Gasol at 6. So I apologize. I tweeted this out. I put it on Instagram. that he would be on at 5.30, but McVeigh might be on at that time. Uh, so Pau was nice enough to move uh, to 6 o'clock. So we, and the Lakers were nice enough to make that happen. Mark. So, uh, so Mark Gasol. All right, Momo? Yeah. He's a Laker. It feels right. Because of his brother, oh yeah. Um, like, what does it feel like for someone? Like, you're gonna be get to cover. Not, not that we haven't been around Mark in Memphis or in Toronto, but you're gonna be gonna be around him on a different level, much like you were with Pow. What is it like to just know that you got both Gasols, uh, you know, in your career? Like, that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this: when when Pow was here, um, you know, that was that was like my era. Like, I was at the Lakers every single practice, every mm-hmm. single game. So, like, you know, we always talk to Powell because he's such a nice guy. So God, nice. So yes. nice, right? They're both super polite. They're, they're both very polite, very yeah. nice. They're different personalities, but they're but they're uh, they're both – you can tell they, they were raised right. Okay? Yeah. And Powell was, like, the older – you know, the older brother, and Mark was really just coming up. But I but I, I, I feel very – it's making me feel, like, kind of old because I, I realized <laughs> later that Powell and I are about the same age. Right. And that, like, he's kind of – Either he's not quite retired yet officially. I think he's still training, and he could maybe hook on with a team. Maybe he'll get. Maybe he'll sign a short-term contract with the Lakers if he heals. I was just going to ask you that. Like, is there a possibility he could be the break glass in case of emergency center? I I could see that. I mean, he he's been training, and I think that he's. um, I think he's in the LA area, isn't he? he Yeah. 
Well, and by the way, this if it does if it does happen, it would also be apropos not just because he played with his brother, but you know that before he went to Chicago, that was the Heat's plan was to bring in Gasol to play with oh, those three guys. Oh, that was and been- and my understanding, I had a conversation many many years ago yeah. with Pow about it, and he said, "Yeah, I almost went there." Wow, that's so interesting because so like when Pow left. I remember it was a very sad thing for the Laker organization because he left. I mean, I think his pride had really been hurt. First, Mm -hmm. they tried to trade him in the Chris Paul trade. Right. He sort of never recovered from that. Right. Then he constantly heard his name mentioned in trade talks for several years. Then, you know, they hired D'Antoni, who at the time didn't really believe in the big man. And he, he tried to get Powell to move outside and start shooting threes. Now, we look back at that now and think, like, of course he should be Right. Right, because he was such a good shooter, right? such a great shooter from the perimeter, right? So why not just learn to shoot a three instead of from the elbow, right? But at the time, it was almost like disrespectful like to Pal that that D'Antoni wouldn't use him the way that he had always been used, okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way he was treated on the way out, I mean, I think he had a chance to stay, but he didn't want to stay for the rebuild, and he also felt like, his manhood had been challenged, right? right. I mean, and Chicago like, was good when he yeah. went there. And he, yeah, and I mean, he, his options were the Heat or the Bulls, and both yeah. were good. And he really connected with Tibbs. Like, he really liked yeah. that, hey, look, I'm a Spaniard. I, we fight Bulls there, you know? Right. We fight Bulls, damn it. Bulls there. Like, I don't want to be called Gasoft and have hear my name in trade talks. And but nobody called him Gasoft after, oh. like, a, after 2010? After, after 2010, no. Right. But I do feel like 2011 was not a good year for him. Right. Remember, that was Phil Jackson's last year, and yeah. he kind of fell apart in the playoffs. Right. And Andrew and, Bynum closed line J.J. Barea. Correct. I mean, that was just a terrible ending to that era. <laughs> the whole just, thing was just nuts. I mean, it was Brown stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, all you know, we've you know we've talked about this before. Um, all the uh, selfish uh, NBA media members like you and me were really looking forward to a Lakers uh, oh. Heat LeBron Wade and Bosch series. Yes, yes. We, and we never got that. Never got it. Never. And, and of course they meet now, and yeah. they finally got it. And it was in the bubble, and none of us got to go anywhere. Right? Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Right. But but Powell, like I I know that there was a very personal rejection that he felt. We he and I talked mm-hmm. about it when he went to Chicago. Right. And so I think there's a lot of healing that's happened between him and the organization. Because right. I think a lot of Powell's issues were with Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss. And when they were no longer pulling the strings, when it became Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambis and Kurt Rambis, all people that he had a very close relationship to, um, I thought, I think his, his it, you know, whatever bad blood there might have been on his way out, it was it's all gone. He's fine. He's, good. He's, happy. he's back in the great good graces and he feels good about it. And that's why I think, you know, having his brother come back, where he can be Uncle Mark, you know, to Pal's newborn daughter. Yeah, yeah. Named after Kobe's daughter. I mean, it's so sweet. And it's just like a really good circle of life story that makes that happens to make me feel quite old. Yeah, but it would be <laughs> awesome to have Pal on yeah. this team. As just like, hey, the break glass in case of emergency guy, yeah. you know? Even if he's even if he's on 10-day contract, you don't have to guarantee him. I think they have 14 guys. Right. And, um, or just non-guaranteed, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think they'd be cool. I mean, they—I think they would rather have another guard. I think they could use a little depth sure. there. Um, they could also—they uh, haven't brought back Jared Dudley officially, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that's happened yet. Right. Um, so I think they have to decide how many players they're going to yeah. carry. But if you've got Pow, do you need Jared Dudley to be the veteran guy in there still? 
Maybe. Depends on how much of power you really have. Like, is his foot really healed? Right. Because he tried to, you know, the, the Trailblazers tried to sign him last year. And the Bucks. And, and the yeah. Bucks, and, yeah. and he just never could quite get his foot right. But he's, I, I talked to him at the All-Star break, and he said he was planning on playing in the Olympics. So, and I hear, right, you know, anecdotally that he's been training. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see the brothers yeah. play for the team that, uh, you know, the, they've both, you know, Mark was drafted here, obviously, initially, and then sent for Powell. Uh, but I, I think that that would be a cool story. Um, and just have them together. And just yeah. I just think Pow is like one of those, to your point, like such a good dude, right? Yeah. And Laker fans adore him. They love him. And and he should finish it here. And and by the way, it probably, I mean, I don't know about probably, right? I mean, there's a very good chance it could lead to one more championship for him, which would be nice. Yeah, or at least get close enough to the championship that you're contending for it, right? right. Like at least another run here. But, but you know, Pow, like I – I always think that it's nice when you're, uh, you know, Powell's going to be a Hall of Famer, I think. Um, yes. He should be, you know, at least what he's done internationally and with the Lakers and in the league. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's he's obviously, you know, part of Laker familia, right? He's, you know, he's, he bleeds blue and gold, uh, purple and gold, right? But he, um, I think this would be a nice welcome back because we've, we haven't seen the like real warm embrace of him yet because he, he hasn't officially retired. We right. haven't hung his jerseys here. Like yeah. he didn't have that great. Which will absolutely happen. There's absolutely. no question. Yeah, so. no question about it. Um, okay, well, l- let's make that happen, Momo. Let's get yeah. let's get that thing started. All right, coming up next, I want you and I to rank the Lakers new additions. We'll do okay. some of that on the other side. Plus, we've got some Thanksgiving fun stuff to get into. Don't forget the five o'clock hour and the six six o'clock hour today. Both hours, you have a chance to win the last two virtual keys for the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport that we're giving away on Monday, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you, Mama Momo, hanging out today on Thanksgiving Eve. Now, Momo, Thanksgiving Eve, back in the day, okay? Yeah. I am 43 years old now, but... Back in the day, like the early, late 90s, early 2000s, okay? So we're going back at least 15 to 20 years. This was my day, okay? Thanksgiving, I don't know if LA was like this, but where I grew up, Thanksgiving Eve was a party night, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, it was, every bar was hopping, every nightclub was hopping, everything was hopping on Thanksgiving Eve. So this was one of those... Hopefully, we can find the uh, designated driver. We're going to spend a lot of money on a cab somewhere because <laughs> clearly back then there was no such thing as Uber. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was no sleep till dawn, basically, type of day. And then, you know, eventually kind of w- – the East Coast was easier, though, because it's not like, right. you know, the games didn't start till like 1 o'clock. You know what I mean? So it's like you could still get yourself like five, six hours of sleep, maybe a little longer, and then get to your family's house in the afternoon and do your thing. Was Thanksgiving Eve a thing here in L.A. growing up? Um, it was not a thing growing up. Like, 
I've, I always associate Thanksgiving Eve with going home for, from college or something, okay. wherever I am. Right. And I would always be like, wherever I was, I would always try to make it home for Thanksgiving. And even if it was just like for one day and I had to go back out on the road afterwards, mm-hmm. it was like really important. I've never missed a Thanksgiving at my parents' house. And there was one, one time I had to fly out, like I took a red eye to Atlanta from, you know, like think like after turkey dinner, but it was, you know, it was from LA, the Lakers were playing the Hawks or something the next right. day after Thanksgiving and normally go, but I was like, I'm going to take a red eye. Cause I, I don't know. Thanksgiving is like a holiday. So I always associate like Thanksgiving Eve with like flying down or trying to get home. Right. You know, right. Like Greg, yeah. was there debauchery on Thanksgiving Eve in the, you know, with you or no? Thanksgiving Eve was an absolute party, like you were talking about. That's when I was out at every bar oh. that, those nights. It was a blast. That, and then we would do it after the after the turkey on thir- on on Thursday too, so that we would be ready to go to Black Friday things and wait in line because you're all hammered, going and standing in line, going ready to go into Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. literally so, never done a Black so Friday. So I I, I had Thanksgiving. I had Thanksgiving a long time ago. This might be like yeah. a decade ago. I was in L.A. Um, for Thanksgiving, maybe around 10 years ago or so. And it was in the Valley, um, in Northridge. And I, so we ended up at some dive bar after that to Greg's point called the tender glow. Now I don't know if it still exists. I know of this. Okay. I I don't know if it still exists, but it is the diviest of dive bars and it was great. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Because dive bar has a charm to it. Like, I don't think there's any question. Like if you've got... A lot of wood, a dark spot, yep. and you've got like darts and maybe like a machine somewhere, like like a pinball machine or some sort of arcade machine. To me, that is dive bar heaven. So this place was called the Tender Glow. It was in Granada Hills, and it was where we ended up, to Greg's point, also on a third. It was open on Thanksgiving. That's how you knew it was Woo! a great dive bar. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I like there's a part of me that's like, I think there's probably just like a lot of single lonely people at the dive bar on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but right. we went as like a group. Like we just went and oh, okay. we had dinner yeah. uh, at my friend's family's house. And then we went to this place. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then um, – and actually, now that I think about it, it was my wife. It was my, She was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and we went to the Tender Glow. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I – first of all, if someone lives in the Valley, can you let me know if the Tender Glow still exists? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. But yeah, like this because this weekend because you have four days. Yeah. So it was just super easy to just get down and not have to worry about it on Wednesday particularly. Yeah. And on I, a day like I, today, I, I always like worked. Like I always feel like when I was at the Daily News, I was covering high school football, and so the day after Thanksgiving was always a big Football Friday day. Yeah. And I remember it was like really fun because it was the only time I would ever drive to games where there was no traffic. So, like, I would drive all the way down to, like, Long Beach Poly for a game. Right. And there was no traffic on a right. Friday night. It was just right, brilliant. Right, right. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of fun to – I've always seen a Thanksgiving weekend with, like, football because whether it was covering a high school football game, covering a college football game, like, that's – it was football season. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. And then Christmas is supposed to be the NBA. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the tender glow temporarily closed during due, due to COVID, but I, I don't know – at least that's what Google says. Don't know if it's actually closed, closed, though, because um, all bars are closed. How's that going to work? Like, Duh. you know, we're all going to be, like, sort of temporarily closed, but, like, 
which ones are going to open back up? Like, I don't know. Do with all this empty retail space that doesn't open right. back up. That, that, is a, that is a great question. Now, Greg, you sent me a text here that said, don't forget to hit the cat here. Why do you want me to hit a cat again? Well, no, but I mean, cats are not all that great of animals, but don't hit the cat. Hit the car. This is a good time for the car. Oh, oh, so yeah, I could do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> clearly, you're just not a good speller. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you want your virtual key, there are two <laughs> keys left. You, I was going to say, why are we hitting cats again? I know, That's not I like, nice. What? The PETA people are going to be very upset. Yeah. Um, so if you want your virtual key, there's two left. Hopefully you were listening during Mason in Ireland in the 3 o'clock hour for the destination of the day. Today's the last day we're giving these keys away because we're giving this car away on Monday. Uh, hopefully you wrote it down because in the 5 o'clock hour and the 6 o'clock hour here on this show, you're going to listen for Sal Gonzalez, our friend from Culver City Mazda, when you hear him. Be Caller 7 with the correct destination of the day, and you can win a virtual key that could start a brand new, the brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport that we're giving away with $1,000 in the glove box. So you can take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN month of giving. So we have George in Granada Hills. You, you are in the city of the tender glow. Does the tender glow outside of COVID still exist, George? Yes, it's still there. It still exists. Um I, I hope that it'll stay open, too, especially after uh, what's to come after tonight. But, yes, it's still there. Okay. And, well, thank- uh, great dive bar. <laughs> it is. It, it's a perfect dive bar. Yes, I would agree. It's right in the middle of a strip mall. Thank you, George. I appreciate the call. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. But, yeah, those are the type of divey bars. I, I want to know where's like which is the dive bar you miss the most? Here in just in anywhere in Southern California, it could well, be. Well, I mean the best. I mean, there's a great dive bar right by Dodger Stadium, which is where we always go. Oh, I've been there. Shortstop. Uh, yeah, the shortstop. Yeah, love key, that place. Key, I, key, myself and LZ did like a thing there. We did like a Dodger game getaway oh, day type, type kind of, of thing with fans, like, and we went there. You first. walk yeah. in and it's so dark. Yeah, and it's like you you literally cannot see in front of you for the first like a minute or so until your eyes acclimate. Yeah. And then you kind of like you're trying not to bump into anybody. Right. And they used to have $1 PBRs there. Yeah. That's a great dive bar. And then at some point, there would be like uh, either a little old lady or a little old guy. And they would come in and they would sell homemade tamales. And the oh, bar just kind of like used to let them do it because they must have had like a good relationship with them over the years. Yeah. So like I'd just go walk over there. We'd get like dollar PBRs and we'd go get some homemade tamales before the Dodger game. And then walk up the hill, like, you know, to the game from there. Because obviously you're not driving after you're having PBRs, right? Yeah. And I just remember, like, that was, like, the best way to go see a Dodger game. Oh, yeah. they're about the third inning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for in, sure. Yeah. In. But to, your po- to the point I made earlier, dark and it's got a lot of wood in it. The whole place wood. is, is yeah. wooded up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And obviously TVs and, you know, maybe like a dartboard, maybe like a machine yeah. somewhere. Greg, you have one? Yeah, there's one on Van Nuys Boulevard right near uh, not right near uh, Ventura, which I'm sure you've been to, Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill. Oh, yeah. I have been there, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Pineapple Hill is the greatest. I spent a lot, a lot of nights, especially after when we worked at the other place. Yeah. On, we used to go yeah, there. We worked the in Sherman Oaks, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's right there. Uh, I have been there. Yeah, that is, there are some spots. I want to hear from people the spots that they miss. Uh, right now, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Uh, Momo, you and I did not get into ranking the Lakers' uh, newest oh, yeah. additions, but we'll do that. We're going to yeah. take a break. We're going to pause, uh, and we will do that on the other side. I promise this time we will absolutely do that. Uh, but real quick, happy Thanksgiving before you hit the highway, 
and perhaps uh, see your family. Pull into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Valvoline provides quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you, from oil changes to tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Stay in your car nice and safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride's in peak performance. So pull up, drive in, and drive out in less than 15 minutes. Visit their website, SoCalOilChange.com, for locations and coupons. We're back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ, Mama Momo hanging out on a Thanksgiving Eve. So Marcus Soule is going to join us at 6 o'clock. I apologize because I tweeted out and put uh, on my Instagram that he would join us at 5.30. That's been changed to 6. Uh, we got the two virtual keys to give away. We have Key, as in Keyshawn, at 5. Uh, Sean McVay is going to join us at 5.15. So we've got a lot of stuff going on today. Momo, with Mark being introduced today to the Lakers, so you now have Marcus Gasol, you have Dennis Schroeder, you have uh, Montrezl Harrell, and yep. Wes Matthews as the four new additions, okay? Okay. If you were ranking them in order of importance, how would you rank those four new additions? Mm. I think I would say... Uh, Schroeder one. Yeah, I agree. I would say Montrez two. Yeah. Uh, I would say, in some ways, I would say Wes Matthews three, just because I think he's going to start, and then Mark four. And not to say that Mark's not important, but I think you'll play the least of that group. Yeah, like I, I think first of all, to, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Number one, um, you need a secondary ball handler, right, an initiator of offense, which is. Uh, kind of Rondo's role, but I think Schroeder yep. can play a, a bigger part there, right? And then yep. Harrell is the reigning sixth man of the year, so he might, and he scored 19 points a game last year. So my guess is the expectation is he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes a night. Um, and then beyond that, Wesley Matthews probably drops into like the 20 some odd minute range, but a perimeter defender in today's NBA who shoots threes is more important than even a big man who shoots threes because a big man that shoots threes is important and impressive. However, it is such a perimeter oriented game that it would, it, it would be just smart to realize, right. Or just, it makes sense, right. To, to think that he's going to play the least amount of minutes of those particular four. Well, and I think the thing with Mark is, is essentially, you know, I, he's out there and he is, such a good passer mm -hmm. that it's it's he's another playmaker out there for him right, right? Yeah. and i think this goes back to what lebron said initially which was you know i i like players with a high basketball iq that can make things happen mm -hmm. and last year they had they had rajon rondo who could do that you know i think i think they had a couple of good high iq guys out there but like you know mark's not a playmaker the way that schroeder is right. but but uh you know in the sense that he's not creating offense off the dribble or anything but He's such a good passer and such a smart player that I think that does actually help LeBron in that sense that he, you know, he, he they just need other people who can initiate some offense, who can create some offense. And, and Mark fits that bill. Mark can do that. 
So let me tell you a story that Nick Nurse told me when mm. Marcus Gasol came to Toronto. Because remember, he he was added to Toronto and traded for Jonas Valanciunas, who's mm-hmm. a nice player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But Jonas Valanciunas is not an initiator of offense by any right. stretch of the imagination, and he he could not stop praising Marcus wow. Gasol uh, at the time and and throughout certainly his time in Toronto, because but at that particular time he's like, look, I'm not trying to knock Jonas. But we can put Mark in the high post, and he just finds guys, yeah. right? Like, his passing ability is so good, whether it's guys cutting, uh, whether it's backdoor. Uh, like, all, he just finds guys, and he moves the ball so well that we yep. can create offense in so many more ways because of his passing ability. And I feel like with him and LeBron out there, and potentially even Schroeder out there at times yeah. together – uh, you're looking at a really good passing team potentially right. at times. You know, like I think they lost a little athleticism because Dwight sure. and um, Dwight and uh, JaVale, JaVale are more athletic, and yeah. and you know they 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 created verticality. They had a physical presence. Like I mean, I think Dwight earned his stripes just in that Denver series, the way he played against Jokic. Right, he's great, mm-hmm. and. Like, but I think Marcus Gasol can do all of that too. He's just not going to be athletic in the way that he does it, like right. in the same way those two guys were. Yeah. But he's going to move his feet. He's going to be in the right positions. He can be a, a kind of a quarterback out there, defensively and offensively. Anytime LeBron plays with, like, that's what everybody people just like loved playing with Pau Gasol because he's such a great passer that, you know, it, it it's like it's not just about the offense that he does for himself. It's just the way he swing, you know, the swing swing. Right. Just the, mm-hmm. the way that he makes your offense function. And like you, know, you could put Mark out there and he makes decisions the way, you know, Draymond Green has this ability too, as a front court player to do that for the Warriors, where there are times when like when Steph Curry's been hurt over the years, like Draymond's the point guard. Like you'll Correct. watch the Warriors play. You go, God, is Draymond the point guard? Yeah, I think he is. He's, kind yeah. of the, he's the initiator. I mean, Marcus Gasol is good enough to, to, to do that if he has to. Yeah, particularly at the high post. Like once yeah. you get into the half court set, yeah. like he's really good at finding guys. Like there yeah. and and he's a to your point, it's just moving the ball, the hockey assist, the assist yeah. the assist before the assist. Like he's great at all that stuff. And the Lakers, I think, have a higher even without Rondo, I would say potentially have a higher IQ team right now than they did last year. I think at least you can make the argument. Well, you, you can make the argument and you also have a team now that's won that knows right. what it takes to win. Um, and I, I always think that when you have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. A championship, especially in a year like this one, where it's been just this never-ending year that all of us are like, you know, one, we, we want to just turn the page on 2020 because of all the terrible things that have happened in the world, right? Right. But, but also just like, this has never stopped. Like, I've never stopped working. Even when we didn't have live sports, we were doing yeah. our radio show all the time. Yeah. We were still covering the league. Like, the, the, the people in the NBA that I talk to all the time, it's like, they're worn out. Like, and now they're gearing up to start a new season. So the idea that you have like four key new pieces on this team, that gives your team some fresh energy and some fresh blood. You know, it really does. It gives sure. you four guys who weren't right there with you when you won it and don't have this like 
extended hangover from playing into October. Like those those four guys, I, I think they're going to play a lot of minutes right up front because they they're they're the only four guys on the team that weren't playing on uh, October twelfth. Yeah, and there's a hunger for the guys who don't yeah. have a title. And even for Mark, who has one, there's a hunger uh, for, hey, I want one more before this yeah. is over. I don't know when this is going to be over, um, but, you know, it may be this year or next year, right? And that could be it for me. So I want to get at least one more if I can um, and has the savvy to know what it takes to win a championship. Yeah, and, and like, to me, when I would cover those Warriors teams, it's never the same the second year, especially when it get from – one year to the next year to the next year, there was just like less and less motivation. The regular season feels like a slog, right? Yeah. You're just trying to get through sure. the playoffs. You're just trying mm-hmm. to be healthy. You're load managing, et cetera. Like the Lakers last year, they played every game like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Like they were foot on the gas pedal the entire season. That's why they got out to such a great, you know, lead in the Western Conference. That's why they were the number one seed. That's why they, they were, you know, it took a little bit to turn it back on when they got to the bubble. But I, but I always thought they would because they had, they had played for this. They had played to be able to go 40 minutes in a game. Like they, you know, they had that hunger because all of them had were coming off some level of being maligned. Let's go to a couple calls before we hit the break because Key's going to join us in a few minutes and we'll talk to Key, uh, of course, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin each and every morning, 5 to 9 here on the station. Uh, we'll talk to Key normally Thursdays, but because it's Thanksgiving week, we're going to talk to Key uh, at 5, Sean McVay at 5.15, and Marcus Gasol at 6 o'clock, DeMarco Farr, at 6.15. Uh, let me go to Pat in Long Beach who's got a dive bar recommendation, a bar that he misses that hopes to be open uh, when this is all said and done. Pat, what do you got? Young George, one of my favorites. I'll, I'll be real quick, but I think Al Bundy was forgotten earlier. I'll say thanks. Oh, football, poke high. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good call. Game. Yeah. And um, Thanksgiving the day before, at least like our area in L.A., people went crazy. Everyone was home from school. It was it was. No practice. People got wild. And third, there used to be a dive bar by the Santa Anita racetrack forever called the 100 to 1. It was dirty. You didn't have to be 21. <laughs> there was, like, it was crazy. And people smoked inside, even though you couldn't smoke inside anymore. It was dirty. There would be a jockey. Oh. It was a grimy place, but a true dive bar, sadly. Let, me, let uh, me ask you a question. When you stepped on the floor, did, did, was it sticky? You know, like did, your, like, did, did it feel like soda or beer on the floor was like, you know, had been there and hadn't been cleaned in several weeks? The table's the same way. It, it oh, was, yeah. It was so divey <laughs> that when I was, like, in my mid-20s, the, the, the guy at the bar told me my ID was fake. And I think it was uh, like seven. That's funny. Pat, thanks again, man. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, bud? Let me go to uh, Min in L.A. What's up, Min? Yeah, hey, man, long-time fan. Uh, one of the uh, dive bars that I want to highlight is on, um, it's, it's called The Roost. It's on Los Feliz. Uh, I, I used to frequent that a lot before the COVID-19, and, uh, you know, it's just a great spot. It's the diviest. Uh, they give you free popcorn every time you walk in, and we used to always go there right after the Dodger game. It's like maybe like two miles away from the Dodger game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see it here. You, I had never been there, but I'm looking at it where it's at. Yeah, 3,100 Los Feliz. Uh, awesome. Right. And thank, thank you so much, man. Happy Thanksgiving, okay? All right, yeah, I'm going to shout one out. All right, go ahead. We're doing 818, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my dive bar recommendation, this is in Canoga Park, okay? It's called Instant Replay, okay? It's just like literally in a strip mall. 
just a corner strip mall yeah. across from I think there's a place called like the Douglas Drive-In that's like right next to it so you can get like some like you know junky food too. Right. And it is the most like you walk by and like you know there's a fish store next to it and like uh you know what like what's in this parking lot like 711 I mean there's it's like just nothing but it's such a great dive bar and it's like it's definitely the kind of place where like you go there on a Tuesday night and I, that's how I think you judge a dive bar. It's not not who shows up on the weekends. It's who's there. Oh, on no. The yeah. Weekend. It's a during the week type of joint. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's uh, right. All right. Coming up next, T's going to join us. We got a quick what you need <laughs> to know. Momo's hanging out. We'll take more of your calls on the dive bars you miss. And hopefully we'll be open soon. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN.